Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast, where I talk to alumni about their candid experiences as students and what they're doing in life now. Here in Season 3, we look forward to hearing from alumni across the globe about how Franciscan University has impacted their life and the lives of people around them. I'm your host, Christy Fleming, Class of 2010 and Director of Alumni Relations at Franciscan. Thanks for joining Legends from the Hill podcast. Michelle McKnight Bartow is a 2003 grad from Newport Beach, California. Michelle studied computer information science and business marketing at Franciscan. She went on to be a business consultant for a Fortune 500 company before building her own web design business. In 2018, she was elected to the Newport Mesa Unified School District Board in Costa Mesa, California, where she helps to impact public schools and the students there. Let's welcome Michelle to hear more. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to have you today. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, I am excited to hear more about your story. So can you take us back to the beginning of where are you from and how did you choose to come all the way out to Steubenville to study at Franciscan? Yes, so I'm from Orange County, California, born and raised. Uh, I live in Newport Beach now, but um, it's just about half a mile from where I grew up in Costa Mesa. Um, And I didn't know anyone going to Franciscan University when I was in high school. Um, My mom actually found out about it through a conference and um, said, you know, please just add this to your list of schools to take a look at. Um, I know you wanted to stay in California, but, you know, take take a look. Um, So anyways, long story short, I applied to schools. I kept reading more about it, um, took a trip out on the weekend Um, I think in the spring to kind of get an idea of if I wanted to attend or not. And um, it was a really hard decision because I had a lot of, um, you know, interests and friends and and things in California. So I figured I'd end up in a big city, um, maybe New York, you know, suburban Orange County is not as it's not rural, but it's not a big city by any means. So it's Mm going to be kind of sleepy. So I think my vision for college was going to be, you know, bright lights and big cities and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, So anyways, I went out to visit and it was so quiet compared to where I had grown up that I really spent a lot of time praying about it because um, ultimately was just going to really wanted to feel like I was making the right decision and was like guided to make the right decision. So I, I think I did a novena or two in the spring because I don't think I liked the uh, answer for the first oh, one, funny. Uh, which was go to Franciscan. Um, so I did another one and the answer felt like it was the same. And so I uh, did a bunch of fall shopping. I'd never really been to the snow. Now I'm a big skier, but at that time I really never spent any time in any weather colder than 55. And wow. I thought that 50 was like cruel and unusual punishment. So so got a bunch of sweaters, had no idea what to um, expect. Um, I was able to have uh, my car out there because I had some credits to transfer in. So got my car delivered out there and uh, showed up and it was just a, just a beautiful, like late summer kind of golden day. Like you have at Franciscan, lots of green grass, lots of beautiful light big white puffy clouds, big blue sky. You drive out of town, you can see those big rolling hills like we don't have Hmm. in California. 
um, remember going to kind of check out the port and sit there and kind of go like, all right, this was a really big choice. Um, what did I, what I get myself into and, um, made a lot of good friends really quick and it just, it felt like home very quickly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is a really big adjustment (laughs) to go from, yeah, one, one sleepy town to another. Wow. That is very impressive. Um, and you're not alone. Did you find other Californians that were out there? I feel like you, there's a lot of you. So you've you've taken yeah. over in some ways. So I really had no, I mean, this was back in 1999. So you could look up things on the internet, but it wasn't like the first place now, like now the first place you go to look up facts, you kind of relied on um, friends and, you know, your mom's friends, kids, and kind of saying, oh, I heard so-and-so said at church that their neighbor's daughter is going, you know, to Franciscan, you should try and look her up when you get there. Um, I was in St. Thomas More dorm, and um, my floor had quite a lot of Californians. So um, I think that, I don't know if they do that on purpose or or not, but um, it was very comforting to talk to people who were from Orange County, who grew up, you know, 15 to 20 minutes away from where I lived and knowing that um, flights home, we could do that. I drove back Mm -hmm. and forth from college with my car at the end of every year um, and was fortunate enough to take some of the friends that I had made. Um, You know, they were, they jumped in and we had a fun road trip with people who lived really close to me. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Wow. So you get to campus to this place with beautiful green grass and blue skies and it's beautiful. Um, and what did you get involved in? What was your student experience like? So I really wanted to play soccer. Um, I was so excited to be part of the women's soccer team. I think the year after I graduated, it became a division three team, but at that time it was club. Um, which was a blessing in its own way. It gave me more time to play other sports. So I did ultimate Frisbee, um, flag football, um, pretty bad at volleyball. So didn't last very long in that <laughs> one. Um, got involved with uh, the household, Misericordia Divina. I joined that, I think, second semester of my freshman year. Um, I don't think it's a household anymore, but it was a divine, divine mercy was the um, devotion that it was dedicated towards. Uh, and... Um, love going to dances and uh, it was really fun. That seventies dance was always a big hit. Um, I remember they did a talent show and, um, I had a roommate who really loved to sing and dance. So she got not just our group of friends, but basically all our guy groups of friends and various, um, groups to be part of the talent show. So I think our group of friends made up three different acts of the talent show. And um, mm-hmm. one of them was really funny, did a whole like in sync, bye, bye, bye. And she styled them and, you know, nice. it was really hilarious. Um, so, um, then I did some scent retreats a little bit um, okay. while I was there. And that was it. That was, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. I would say you got very involved. You took full advantage that's amazing. And did you know when you came in what you wanted to study or how did you make that decision? I was pretty sure that was a big part of why I chose Franciscan in the end. Um, I wanted to do business and I wanted to do computer science and I wanted to be able to study abroad. And there aren't a lot of schools where you can do that, where you can study. You might be studying economics, but I don't, I've taken a couple economics courses, had taken going into college and, um, 
that wasn't really what I wanted to focus on. Marketing was of more interest to me. And then I wanted to be able to add it on computer science and the computer information science dovetailed really well with that. And then it also gave me the space to be able to go to Austria and still take um, the classes that I needed to graduate on time. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And did you know what you wanted to do with those majors or... It sounds like yeah, you were pretty I, set on what the plan I, was. I had it all laid out and uh, I wanted to be a business consultant and work for a big business consulting firm. Um, I really like I really like technology, but I really like solving um, problems creatively. And um, as the oldest of a large family, I naturally tend to take charge. So uh, it was a good, I, I felt like that was a dream career for me. Um, later on, I kind of pursued just dipped my toe into other things I'd been interested in, like um, fashion and, um, you know, got more into creative areas. But um, consulting was really what I wanted to do and, and what I did actually for five years after I graduated. Okay, that's really cool. So tell us about that. How did you get into that? Because it sounds like everything just lined up for what you were looking to do. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's sort of, it did line up, but again, it's like best laid plans because, um, I, um, came home from college the summer before my senior year and, um, I'd had a boyfriend on and off long distance. And so was, was single coming home. Uh, my friends were all doing internships, my, um, or they were a couple were traveling in Europe, but I came home and my mom very bluntly said, you have no friends, so you need to go and make some. Um, There's a church young adult group tonight. You should go and um, see if there's anyone your age to, um, you know, talk to you. And normally she's not so blunt. So uh, I was like, all right, well, I guess it's that bad. So I'm going to go and I guess I'll go do that. Normally I give her a little pushback, but she's usually more like, oh, if you think, but no, this time she's like, you, you have, you have no friends. This is how it needs to be. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up meeting uh, my husband that night. Um, he and I have gone, we have all kinds of mutual friends. We've lived in the same place our whole growing up in the same place our whole lives. And um, we went to the same preschool. He went to public school. I went to Catholic school and then was homeschooled. So we never crossed paths, but we have all these friends from sports and dance and, you know, birthday parties that are kind of in common friends. So a lot of my friends knew him, his friends knew me, um, but like never, just never crossed paths. So it was a pretty like whirlwind, like romance, like, uh, from like the first time we met, I think we, our second date was, he was going out of town and they had another young adult group. So I think we met in May and I think our first date was at the end of June and our second date was it like the beginning of July. And we both were kind of like, all right, so I guess we're gonna get married and um, (laughs) we just, we'll have to finish school. So, and you know, here, I don't want to do long distance, but like, it's clearly, you're clearly the person. So um, anyways, my plan had been to go to New York again, work for a big consulting firm um, out there or maybe Chicago, something like that. um, And ended up trying interviewing for all these different jobs everywhere or trying to and different jobs that I interviewed actually were all located at home and so um, I interviewed for Pfizer and it was so great because they flew me back um, from Franciscan for what just worked out to be Valentine's Day weekend it was just (laughs) like so like meant to be Um, anyways I ended up at a consulting firm um, through just a a connection of a friend of a friend uh, in um, 
Orange County and did um, purchasing consulting, which was not really where I had thought. I thought I would go into more software consulting, implementations, things like that. Um, but was also just like so divine providence that the one of the things that they were needing help with was somebody who uh, had a good understanding of cost accounting. And um, thanks to Professor Macri, that was one of my favorite classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to go in there and know know my stuff. And so I uh, started working there and um, it was super fun. I think when you're in your twenties, traveling that much is just great. I was gone probably three, you know, 50% of the time, um, Monday to Friday and went to now because of that, I've been to 49 states. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I, yeah. And I really loved it until the day I remember walking into the airport and I smelled like kind of a stale Cinnabon smell and like that kind of like airport carpet smell. Oh, yeah. And I took a deep breath and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm home. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Oh, no. Five <laughs> stale carpet and Cinnabon. Oh, no. Smell like home. So um, it was about that time we decided to have our first uh, child. And um, I planned to go back to that um, career. Um, and they said, oh, no problem. You'll, we'll take down your travel. Like you can just take local clients. And it was so like bittersweet, I guess, because after I had my daughter, uh, I came back and they're like, you got the promotion that you've been wanting, which was like this big promotion. But they're like, downside is you're going to have to travel 75 to, you know, you'll, you'll be mm. gone four weeks, Monday through Friday. I'm like, oh, you can't do that with a newborn. So mm. um had to take, I took some time off about six months, just kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I got my lactation consultant certification. Um, I started a, a company, um, that made, um, like attractive nursing bras. Cause I was in the thick of it with my daughter and there was wow. just nothing, um, did that for, and then built my own website since I knew how to do that and kind of while I was getting that business up and running would take on the like small little website here and there just to kind of, um, bring in the income that I had had before, um, while I got my nursing bra business off the ground. Um, and that was really, really great until, um, I think my son, my last, I had four kids in four years. So my last son was probably about a year or two old, probably somewhere between a year and 18 months. And, um, I had customer service people who could take calls and talk to people about how to size nursing bras because it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, But this particular mom was having a really challenging time figuring out her sizing. So the customer service, I'm the, I was like the third, third tier backup. They patched her into me and I was changing my son's diaper with my ear pods in um, trying to have this call about with this mom about how to find the right size. And I thought this is just, this, this was to give me freedom. And this is mm-hmm. like, not what, this is not what that is. So um, sold the uh, intellectual property, some of the patterns, my remaining stock um, the, uh, the inventory stock mm-hmm. um, to um, a different company in Maryland who was doing something similar. And um kind of went back to the drawing board on websites and marketing and um, have been doing that ever since. It's a very good, flexible mom job. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. You are so talented and skilled to be able to just jump into a new field. I feel like even just lactation consulting, that's like you have to have a lot of medical degree or like background, correct? Or like you have to take certain courses to get certified for that. So I did have to take a lot of classes, which was um, kind of like, a weird thing to do for your time off when you're like a mom. <laughs> time <laughs> to be a mom, yeah. 
or take my um, daughter to, I think she would have been like eight months old and like his sister lives close by and they would like go to the beach with the baby for the whole day while I did like a rotation or like if I did like a class, like at night, it was, um, most of them were online. You could do them, but like a lot, you know, a a fair bit, you had to drive down to San Diego. So we just kind of balanced it that way because it was about like six months worth of, of work. And, um, but, um, it was fun. Yeah. That's amazing. And do you still have your, are you licensed for that still? Are you still doing that? Or I, I would have to renew it. I haven't done that in years. And once, you know, it's a convenient like thing because people's who are having trouble, um, will call me and they'll say, Oh, I remember. And I'll give them a little bit of advice. I'm like, but I'm going to tell you, you need to talk. To yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting you started and I'm telling you what your path is, not what you should do. Right. Right. Wow. That's amazing. So currently you are doing the website and graphic design. Yeah. So we do um, some software, some website templates, um, some reporting, uh, social media. That's amazing. You are just, yeah, yeah so talented. Well, what, thank you. It's been fun. Yeah. That sounds amazing. So it, yeah, it sounds like after Franciscan, it definitely took you, life took you in a few different ways. Do you have any advice that you would give to current college students that, you know, you knew what you wanted, but then you were pretty flexible to go with what else was happening in your life as well? Yeah, I think sometimes it's hard to get caught between like when you're called to do something and then just like what you should do. So I I always say just like, you really feel strong about it, take that first step, take those risks, keep praying, because I think that that kind of smooths out the wrinkles in your own plans, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes when an opportunity or some kind of call will come your way that um, feels so, like, different than anything you'd ever do, pray about it, but I feel like that's that's God calling you to step up and that, um, say yes to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to be open. Sounds like you've always been open to what God is calling, even if you didn't necessarily want that first answer. (laughs) Sometimes kicking and screaming, I feel like, but I I try. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that is so great. I love hearing how God has moved and taken you from Franciscan back home to do all kinds of things. Thanks. It's it's good to be here. It's a definitely feels like building the the church here because it's just you know. There's just not a lot of um, young Catholic families. There's It's growing, but mm-hmm. not as much. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then another question. You are on, you joined the school board for your local school. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what drew you to that and what that has been like? Yes. So that's another example of God calling me and me going, oh, really? Um, so um, I had my four kids are um they're in public school and um i really love our local public schools they are just very involved parents very great teachers um you know that everyone's just very like kind and um it's a really good environment it's an interesting mix too because you have a lot of very it's very socioeconomically diverse and um a little bit ethnically diverse um and there i think are something like 32 non-English first languages represented by wow. our student population. Mm. Um, so in an area such as ours, which is kind of like, can be like glitzy and um, 
you know, did that TV show, The OC, and you've seen Real Housewives, mm-hmm. The OC. Like, there's definitely people who fit that and try to live that here. Um, but having them go to school alongside people who live close by and definitely aren't having that experience in life was really, really important to me because mm-hmm. um, they're God's children too. Um, so that's why we chose those schools and their education is good. Obviously we wouldn't choose if the education wasn't, but, um, I remember I had always gone to private school, so I was super against public school. And then I had been homeschooled, but I didn't think that that was my path, but just never was interested in public school whatsoever. Um, but my husband said, check it out. I think you'll like it. And I did. I was just a really great group of like people, um, and teachers, um, Anyway, so we ended up there and I thought, okay, well, if I am doing this and I'm working, I don't know how this works. And my mother-in-law said, oh, you really need to be like volunteering in the classroom. And I thought, oh, I'm not a teacher. And like, I, um, I like my own kids, but I'm not like the, <laughs> the I'm not like a natural, like teacher at heart. You know, mm-hmm. some people really are, like love little kids. Um, and I've kind of grown to be more like that, but definitely not, um, back then. And so I was kind of like, really? Okay. Like I'm just, she raised five kids. They're all great people. They all went to the same school. I'm going to trust her. So I did and um, started volunteering anytime they would have me in the classroom. I just sign up and had to get flexible with my work quite a bit to make that happen. But I was like, okay, we'll, we'll make this, um, we'll, we'll try it out. Mm -hmm. So then I did that. So then once they see you on campus, they want you more involved. So I joined the PTA and then I ended up being the PTA president within a a couple of years. And my youngest had gone to kindergarten and I kind of was like, okay, this is great. I totally like, it's much more balanced. My youngest is in kindergarten. Um, I can have regular work hours again, do PTA stuff, be involved, kind of check all those boxes. Um, And then just so happened that one of the trustees for my zone who, um, we go by zones. So there's 32 schools and they overlap two cities. Um, or th- yeah, 32 schools, they overlap two cities and you run where you live. So basically there's anywhere from 13 to 30,000 voters, hmm. um, people who live, who elect you. And that trustee had been on the school board for 38 years and was retiring. And there were a lot of things that were challenging about our schools. Um, and I was seeing become more of a challenge as my kids got older. Um, my daughter by that point must have been in fourth or fifth grade. So you saw like it was just this magical little place in kindergarten, first and second. But as they got up to the higher levels, it didn't feel like that same level of care was being carried throughout. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, I prayed about it a ton and um, it kind of got this idea that I should run for that school board seat. And um, I think everyone the people who've known me the longest weren't surprised, but the people who knew me in that era were like, you're a mom with like kids falling out of your car yeah. and like your hair is a mess. And like, you're just like surviving. Like, what are you doing? You know, like this doesn't seem like you, you're like the hands-on mom. Um, but I think it was just a good time to like, and time to, it was a good time. And it worked out really well because um, about a year and a half after I was elected, we went into COVID. Um, and at that point there were no other, uh, trustees on the school board. There's seven trustees. I was the only one who had kids in the schools. Hmm. Um, most of them were, some of them had never had kids. Um, but most of them had, their children were in their twenties. So they didn't even have grandchildren in the school. So Mm -hmm. they were well-meaning and like had their hearts in the right place. And I think if it were 
normal times probably would have been fine, but it was really hard for them to understand how detrimental it was to have kids on Zoom screens. Um, I remember the first week they, uh, you know, that we were on Zoom, uh, a few of them were like, oh, I saw the kids on the screens and they were so cute. This adorable. I'm like, no, 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 there's nothing adorable about this. This is a tragedy. And I said, look, we have big house and I'm a web developer. So I have all of these, I have the best internet. Like, cause I work from home sometimes. Like we have enough food, we have enough space. Like really, if this was going to work, it would work at my house. And let me take you on a tour. So I videoed, you know, walking around my house and there was one of my kids was on the floor going, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And then another one was like, mom, mom, my screen's frozen, mom, mom. Mm. And then the other one was like, jumping around in her chair, like making faces. And then the other one was like, I don't know what to do. So like, you could just see this like chaos mm-hmm. happen. And I think that was really eye opening for them and kind of was that. And then just continued to making that a point was one of the reasons that we opened as early as we possibly could, you know, it's California. So they held us for quite a while, but um, other school districts were, were quite a bit later. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Wow. That uh, like gives me goosebumps, the impact that you can have. I was a teacher during that time. So oh, I'm it's really yeah, hard seeing the other side of it. That was a really, really challenging time. Oh, God bless you. That's that would have been really, really hard. Yeah. Well, thank you for all that you did. And that's a that's a cool position that you have to be able to make an impact and really influence your community in that way. Yeah. And I think it was maybe inspiring because now we have since then, we've had one, two, three, three additional um, people with young kids who've run on our, mm-hmm. our, our trustees. Four of us have young kids in the schools now out of seven. Great. I think the model had always been that it was a retirement job and it was too time consuming and it was too much for a, a mom of young kids to take on. Um, so I think that me doing it as imperfectly as I did gave other people inspiration that they could do it too, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. Well done. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Very good. Well, let's uh, let's take you back to your college times. And I've got a few questions, um, hot takes from the hill to kind of reminisce a little bit about your yeah. time as a student. So can you tell us who was your favorite professor? Professor Donahue White was my favorite. I had her for Christology and I really loved how she went deeper Um into some of the mystics, um, Julian of Norwich, and just kind of tied it all together in a way that showed, um, one, how um, the church, you know, all this, all the steps, all the, like, uh, you know, the canon laws and all the rules, I would say, but how those all came from God touching specific people along the way um, and inspiring um, different saints and how people's different writings and experiences shaped um, different things through the way we understand Christ and the church mm-hmm. um, and just um, kind of bringing in, in different formats because I think feel like a lot of times in the entry-level theology classes you're reading the Bible and you're reading the catechism but she brought in so many different sources that it was um, so many different thinkers that it really impacted the way I approach literature today. I'm in a mm-hmm. conservative um we call it our conservative book club, but it's basically a bunch of people who like to read um, C.S. Lewis and think about um, the Constitution of the United States and how that relates to, you know, being created as um, being created by God. And I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have the depth to keep up with the conversations if not for her. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. Very cool. That's great. What about your favorite class? Um, you know, it's funny, but um, biz- business writing, because Marianne Sanyogar was uh, such a wonderful personality that I always look forward going to that class. She definitely improved my writing. But more than that, I think I learned so much from just her personality and how she was like very very feminine but also very like direct you know she she said exactly what she needed to say but she was always a lady so I I love that class Mm. she was really funny yeah that's amazing she just retired she's part-time now so she's still picking up a couple classes but yeah she's she's wonderful um where was your favorite place to study as a student well being computer science I spent a lot of time holed up in my dorm uh, with my computer. Yeah. Um, but if I had the chance, I like to read outside under the trees. Um, and if I, if it was cold, I usually go to the pub and study there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, you kind of mentioned them before, but what was your favorite campus activity as a student? Uh, I really loved the dances. The dances were just fun, especially because they were costume um, and they um, usually morphed into like someone's like, I don't know, TPing someone's dorm room, whatever shenanigans. (laughs) Um, So that was always fun. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like the dances have like lasted the test of time at Franciscan. They are a staple. They're Uh, just so like, and I mean this in the best way, because in college things can be very serious, but they're just so silly, mm -hmm. you know, kind of get to relax and then it's fun. Yeah, just have fun. Great. And finally, have you ever run into an alum in an unexpected place? It was in the airport in Tokyo. Oh, my gosh. Tokyo. And it took me like a couple of minutes to be sure because I'm like, am I just like thinking that I know this could be anyone? But it was somebody who uh, a couple a couple friends who had gotten married um, and I, they were dating in college. I didn't realize they'd gotten married, but they must have, cause I saw them in the Tokyo airport and they were on their way to, I think they were on their way back. We had just gotten there. We were going to Tokyo. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I'm not surprised though. If you know, the airport was your home, I'm sure uh, <laughs> that's where you could see people. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. And I am just so inspired by the way that you've followed the lead of God and have gone through all different kinds of paths and just continue to say yes to him. So thank you so much for sharing about that. Oh, thank you. It's been such a delight talking with you. Thank you. Do you know an alumni with a story to tell? We want to share legends from the entire university history and would love your suggestions. Email us at alumni at franciscan.edu. And I'll be back here in two weeks with a new conversation you won't want to miss.